chat. My name is Flora. My name is Fauna. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are both real-life zookeepers, and each week we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's get grimy. I can't wait. Wow. Tell me everything. The moment I start speaking, my cat just ran into the room, jumped up on the, like, spare bed I don't use, and is crinkling paper. (laughs) Incredible. Just like some background ASMR. You know what? That's part of our new segment. He was just really excited to, like, kick it off. Please leave. You know, what is our cat doing? Please leave. Please leave. (laughs) Okay, I think we have, I think we have, like, two regular segments that we unintentionally do every episode in this podcast. Mm -hmm. One is, what is my cat doing? (laughs) Two is, what am I drinking? (laughs) And also, what's my thoughts on Pokemon for this week? Yes. Okay, well, let's start with the first two. We already found out what your cat is doing, which is wrinkling paper unnecessarily. Throwing a fit. I had to trim his butt hair today. He's a a long-haired cat, and Mm -hmm. so he just, and he doesn't like being brushed, so I always have to check him for mats and, like, trim his butt hair so he doesn't get dingleberries, and Mm -hmm. so I I, had to hold him down and, like, forcibly brush him earlier, and the whole time he's just like, and then I had to hold him down, (laughs) upside down, to trim his butt hair. (laughs) <laughs> so he's had a traumatic day, so I guess he's allowed to crinkle paper. It's a big day. And uh, then I'm cat... also drinking nothing, so oh. now it's your turn. Oh, okay. You're drinking in this hot gossip. Oh. Uh, my cat is um, sitting on a cabinet next to me, mm. staring at me, and like licking his paw, but in a way where it's curled over, so it looks like he's licking an ice cream cone. <laughs> Amazing. Which is cute. I know. What is he doing? It's weird. Uh, and I'm drinking a beer, because that's what I do. Yay! I had a really big, delicious, healthy salad for dinner, and I balanced it out with a beer. Yay! that's what you do. So I... I broke even. I haven't eaten dinner yet. Um, it's... Oh, okay, and now Nor my have you drank anything, me. so you are even. <laughs> um, but I did eat three... Yes, three s'mores at, like, five o'clock. <laughs> oh. So, like, maybe that was my dinner. Oh, no. I mean, the night is still young. A little bit. Yeah. Also, okay. Cat, this isn't... I wonder if you can hear him purring. I'm going to put his face up to the mic. Oh. It's not very loud. I do, I do not hear it. I'm just shoving his face. Okay. I'm done with you. Please leave. Okay. Um, How was your week other than everything that's happening right now? Good. My week has been very good. I'm back in my home. I don't know if I mentioned that <gasps> yes. in the last episode. I was, um, for a short period of time, (laughs) deposed. Um, I just, I wasn't where I naturally live. I was in other places. (laughs) And because of that, like, our recording had to make do. So I don't know if you listened to a few episodes where I was like, I'm in a closet, because those were those episodes (laughs) where I wasn't at my house. Um, but I'm back, and it's good. I'm glad to be back. My cat is definitely glad to be back. And... Yeah, we're just, like, we're kicking it here. Um, tonight, I went and picked up a dresser, and, like, I'm just gonna, like, get off topic here, because I was talking to Flora about this before the episode started, and I'm so excited about it. But, like, Facebook Marketplace, Facebook sponsor us, is, like, an incredible resource for secondhand items. Yes. I found this dresser yesterday. It is beautiful. It is. It's, like, it's just, like, the cutest thing I've ever seen. It's got this, like, really cool vibe. Anyways, no one cares about that. 
But the point is, it's this massive dresser. It's in, like, excellent condition. It's super sturdy. And I got it for $120. A steal. So, yeah. So, my partner and I went and drove over to this lady's house tonight and went to pick it up. And, dear God, it, like, barely fit in my car. But, like, I was going to get it in there. I was going to get it in because I paid this money for it. And I, like, drove <laughs> it all the way yours. out here. And, by God, it is mine. It is getting in this car. So, we just managed to, like, squeak it in. And I don't think anything else could have fit in there like i was like sucking my stomach in as i was driving home <laughs> to like make room gotta um, make it anyways work yeah we did that and so i'm really excited about that i know that has nothing to do with animals or anything um but who doesn't love a thing, good deal okay okay that's what i'm saying is like the bargain <laughs> like the thrill of the hunt i live for this um but more animal related stuff this week there was a rat on top of one of the rooms that <laughs> i'm sorry i was shifting an animal through yeah, it was like this big, like bloated rat, and I was like, "Oh, like okay. dead." Oh, it's dead for sure. Oh, okay, and I was picturing so I alive, and then it. you described it as a bloated, which is typically <laughs> not used to describe it's typically, something um, alive. <laughs> yeah. We say for dead rats. Yes, but no, I um, I like had to get this like big long broomstick and like poke it off of the ceiling, cool. and it like flopped and like splatted on the ground. Oh. and I went to pick it up and put it in the trash, and. When I did, its skin came off in my hand, <laughs> and it made this horrible, like, <laughs> noise, and um, it's just, like, whole skin of its tail came off, and it, like, mm-hmm. like plopped to the ground. It was the worst. When I say it was the worst, it was the worst. And I was like, okay, I just need to walk away from this rat for a minute. Like, I know that that was bad bad for you, but, like, also Mm -hmm. us hearing it right now, this is definitely bad for us. I want to (laughs) die. I mean, that's the life of us. That is our career. That's our life. we've chosen. Amaze. Yeah, it was gross and it smelled really bad. And so I eventually um, got rid of it and just, I did like do the thing where you stick your hand in a trash bag and flip it inside out and use that. Yes. Because I was like, I learned my lesson because I unintentionally, um, like, oh, what's it called when you, oh, I unintentionally degloved this rat. Yep. Yep. (laughs) There we go. Um, Which was not ideal anywho how's your week uh good i was just gonna say we have like i have the ability now i can walk into a barn or like walk into a room and be like there's a dead rat in here they have like a distinct broccoli cheese smell i think i've told you this story before yes oh yeah that i can smell dead rat from like a mile away i just get a whiff of it and i'm like it's near yeah where is it somewhere around here it's like my superpower it's like finding out where things are. But I think I told you the story, like, when I was in college, I used to hang out at this frat house all the time, and they were disgusting, right? There's, like, a bunch of boys living in the same spot, so they're absolutely foul. And so every day I would come over and be like, this living room stinks like shit. Like, you guys are disgusting. It smells like broccoli cheese soup in here. It's disgusting. And they're like, no, Mm -hmm. it's fine. It came in the second day, and, like, it still is broccoli cheese soup. If you don't fucking clean this apartment or this, like, living room, I'm going to, like, actually die. It smells like something dead. And they're like, nah, 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 nah. Well, the third day, they finally cleaned, and they're, like, trying to, like, get everything together, and then they're going to vacuum, and they, like, try to plug something into the outlet, and the outlet wasn't working. So they took the outlet off, and then they pulled out, like, the outlet box thing. I don't know, the little cover. Oh, my God. And, like, all the little wires are in there, and there's just, like, a little toasted mouse in there (laughs) that had just been, like, electrocuted. And the moment they pulled it out, I was like, "Mm, broccoli cheese soup. It smelled exactly like broccoli (laughs) cheese soup. And then I just, like, have the – I can smell dead stuff, man. (laughs) That was the first time, and now I'm, like, attuned to the smell. Yeah, you've, like, dialed in on it. Broccoli cheese soup. 
Um, Which I adore, so, by the way. I'm not trying to ruin broccoli cheese soup. I fucking love it. But it's like a weird... Oh, you can say whatever you want about it. I'm still going to eat broccoli cheese soup. It's yeah. delicious. Say what you will. Um, so instead of a frat house, would you say it was a rat house? I would. It was disgusting. Also... Hell yes. That, yeah, everyone there sucked. Okay, so I was also going to say... I, uh, what the fuck? I said it a little bit on, like, Grime Time, but also this week I was, like, walking around, and I have to walk by this orangutan exhibit, yes. like, every day of my life, and every day of my life one of the orangutans starts to throw shit at me. No joke. I fucking hate primates. I don't know. Wait, what? I've never had an orangutan throw feces. Okay. Must hate you. Duh! That's what I'm fucking saying! It throws shit at me every day! So, <laughs> this fucking bitch will, like, see me from a mile away. Not just me, it's, like, anybody that's not in the, like, primate department. They're just, like, fucking lock eyes with me from like across the thing and comes like fucking hauling ass and it will either throw (laughs) absolute huge human-sized turds at me or will at least pretend like she's going to so she like throws her arm and nothing like she has nothing i'm just like i fucking hate you so anyway i I was walking by this disgusting (laughs) animal the other day and I see these <clears throat> dweebo children, and they're, like, picking up rocks. And so immediately I just stop, and I'm staring at them. And then this, like, one kid's back is turned. He's, like, picking leaves out of the ground. And I just know immediately what they're going to do. And their dumb dad's, like, sitting on the bench on a phone, like, not even caring. And so um, the kid, like, with the leaf, like, turns around and, like, locks eyes with me and immediately, like, drops everything. And he's just, like, <laughs> like heavy Ew. breathing. I'm just, like, fucking glaring at all of them like I want them dead. And then he, like, comes up to me. And he's, like, Kim, uh, we're just, like, going to throw rocks at them. Can we feed them? And I was, like, oh, my God. Number one, <laughs> do not throw things at the animals. Number two, no, you cannot feed them. Number three, nothing eats fucking rocks, you stupid idiot child. I'm going to strangle you to death. <laughs> Is that what happened? Yes, I said that. Them? And then I just killed all of them. Wow, and he confessed in the air. And then here it is, yeah. And then the dumb dad was like, oh, oh, let's go somewhere else. I was like, yeah, how about you do that, you (laughs) fucking moron. That was my week. They sound great. I love when that happened. It was just like throwing throwing rocks, throwing rocks. Can we feed them? Can you feed them rocks? I'll feed you rocks. How would you like that? Would you like to eat all these rocks? I like how, like, he thought that was, like, some kind of job interview for being able to feed them. Like, <laughs> Hi, I was seven. able to, like, Can throw feed- rocks. Can <sighs> I go ahead and feed him now? Stupid animal. Yeah, okay. actually. So, yeah, so that was just, like, a nightmare experience because I'm, like, number one, trying to avoid shit getting thrown at me. And then number yes. two, I see, like, <clears throat> humans throwing shit. And I'm just, like, <clears throat> I hate walking over there. I hate it. Nightmare. Okay. And those primates, they'll get you. I hate them. Okay, so <laughs> we did a patron. Obviously, if you are new to this. Patrons pick our topic every week. You can check mm-hmm. it out at patreon.com slash keepershat or fucking, I don't know what the exact URL is. Use the internet. You know how to do it. No, I'm in like an aggressive mood now, so just get ready. I know. You got all <laughs> fired up. I'm kind of on edge, but okay. Listen up. Okay. <laughs> Listen up. You're going to learn. <laughs> You're going to fucking learn you something. So uh, <laughs> I asked for a bug, like an insecty thing, and I got a bunch of yes. comments and I can never decide, so I always use a random number generator, so I did that again. And so this week's buggy is the American Burying Beetle. Fuck yeah. Which I had the never ABB. heard of in my whole goddamn life, so <laughs> we're we all add- going to learn us some. <laughs> can we add an A to the end of that? So it's A-B-B-A, and it's just like the dancing queen. It's just Abba. Yes, this beetle! Anyone it. out there looking to make some memes, just go ahead and make it the dancing queen. No, it gets better. Don't. Okay. Well, it'll I be guess better. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so Kingdom Five and Class Order Family Genus Species. We have Animalia Arthropoda because it's a bug. Insecta because yes. it's a fucking bug. Coleoptera 
Oh, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. it's, it's like a, a beetle. Yeah. So the order Coleoptera. The family Sylphidae, which contains two subfamilies. Okay. Wow. Just the crinkling. Do you hear the cat crinkling in the background? A little bit. Oh, my God. I think it just adds suspense, though, to what you're saying. down. He's in a mood. Okay. So there's two subfamilies in Sylphidae. Um, mm-hmm. And the difference between them, like the way that you can tell the two subfamilies, is their differences in parental care and also their differences in what kind of carcasses they prefer, which is just, like, kind of relatable. Like, I want to mm-hmm. know your thoughts on parental care and also what carcass do you prefer? <laughs> Um, thoughts on parental care. You, you, if you got it, good. If you don't, you make do. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on carcasses? Mm-hmm. If they could preferably not de-glove in my hand, that's ideal. Nice, nice. So you sound, that's my only you sound like, um, an American burying beetle to me. <laughs> I was gonna say, is this, like, one of those, like, personality tests? Am I, like, an INJT? T or whatever. It's a flowchart, yeah. So you like pick that and then at the is? end. Okay, great. It'll be like you. It's like a BuzzFeed quiz, honestly. Yes, oh, I love those. You're an ABBA. You're an American burying beetle that does disco. Because tell you... us your <laughs> tell us your parental um, I- ideal parental investment, and we'll tell you what carcass you get. <laughs> tell us your favorite Excellent. carcass, and we'll tell you which ABBA hit is your favorite. Yeah, I love that. Mm, love BuzzFeed. We could work for them. Okay. Um, Sponsor us. Okay, genus is... Oh, oh my god, I can't read you. my own handwriting. It looks like Nicrophorus americanus is the species. Yeah, that looks good. So I got a little kooky earlier. Okay, millions of years ago, when we first started recording, we were talking about the um, pneumatic device to remember kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, yes. species. Do you recall? Yeah, and we like decided King Henry did something. Yes, we decided that is. they were all like very King Philip centric, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we were like, oh my god, maybe our listeners can come up with a new one. And then like yeah. at that point, nobody was listening to our podcast, and nobody did. So then today, I was like, I got a little bee in my bonnet, and so like I made like a couple, and I was gonna spitball them to you. You got a little beetle in your bonnet. <laughs> I did. I got a beetle okay, in there. Yeah. Hit okay. Me. So first, I realized that KPC. Kingdom Pond class is like keeper chat. <gasps> so good. Okay. So I did have a couple of keeper chats. Okay. So I did Genius. keeper chat offends for good soup. <laughs> oh, I love me some good soup. Keeper chat only feels good sometimes. <laughs> That's absolutely correct. Okay. That is it. Keeper chat only fucks with good soup. I was on like a soup kick. I liked. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> you know what though? We're right. Give me that broccoli cheese. And then keeper chat ordered five grimy souls. Oh my god! <laughs> we absolutely did. It's like you're looking into our PayPal history. <laughs> five grimy souls, please. Thank so, you for everyone still in school. If you're taking your bio exam and you need to remember, Kina Fine Class Order Family <laughs> Species. Oh my god! Just say it in your so head. Good. Keeper chat only feels good sometimes, <laughs> or oh my God. only fucks with good soup. I also love the order five, five souls. Uh, grimy souls, excuse you. Five grimy souls, I'm so sorry. Keeper um, chat all of ordered those. five grimy souls. That's so good, I will never forget. <laughs> it's better than fucking whatever King Philip did. Okay, so that's- uh, That guy did nothing. Excuse us, he did nothing. He did nothing. He did nothing. Continue. 
Okay, so this is the American burying beetle, also known as okay. the giant carrion beetle. Oh, okay. I am turning the page. It's very crinkly. Description. Very My first bullet says beetle. Yeah, that's correct. So it looked like what you think beetle look like. It looks like a beetle. I'm looking at it right now. It's got like a bulbous body and like a little bulbous neck. And I like it. It's got like a hump. Looks like a beetle to me. It looks just straight up like a beetle. So they're usually 25 to 45 milliliters. What? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. A volume beetle. <laughs> I don't know that's how, how much to juice is that. in its body. It's got I don't about know their juice. 25 milliliters of juice. It's also I'll show. I'm just going <laughs> to bury myself in the ground forever. Professor Oak, <laughs> tell us more. I'm going to just okay. Beetle. 25 to 45 millimeters long. So it's like a pretty okay, big great. beetle. Okay. Okay, yeah. Um, it has a very distinctive appearance, if you're looking at it. It has a nice, yeah, shiny black body, but it also nice. has um, the wing covers, which uh, are called, I don't know, elytra? I don't know how to say it. I'm not a bug person, and I didn't Google are it. Are those, question, are those wing covers, are those the things that just, like, flip out to the side? Yeah, so, like, if you're looking at, like, uh, a ladybug, and then all of a sudden the ladybug flies away, and its body opens up, and you see its insides, <laughs> that was the ladybug bit, is it's elytra. You know that, uh, you know that phone from when we were, like, in high school, the sidekick? I think that's what it was, where, it, like, the thing you could, like, flip it, and there was a touch, or, like, a No, dude, that was a fucking razor. No, 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 it's not the razor. You, like, flip it to the oh, side, and it, like, oh, flips oh, yeah. open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's what that is, right? They kind of they kind of stole that from bugs. They might have. It's not cool. They might have. It's not cool. Okay. So, um, yeah, okay, so it has the Elisha, the wing coverings. Which have four really distinctive orangish red markings on them. It also has a yeah, very large orange marking on its pronotum, which is mm. that large shield on the back of its head, like behind its head, not the back of its head. So yeah, I'm looking pretty, at it. That definitely looks like that. Yeah, pretty distinctive. Um, and then it also has a little bit of orange in its face, and it does have orange on the tips of its antenna. You know what that thing on its like neck kind of looks like. Mm. Like an like an old timey pirate hat. Does it? A little bit. <laughs> you know a lot about pirates. It, do you? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Hmm. 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 Okay. Okay. So, um, okay, it has a head and it has a thorax. It's a beetle. It has six legs. It's a beetle. It has two antenna. <laughs> um, the antenna are it's there. Um. Organs of sensory perception. So that's helping them detect motion, um, chemical stuff, odors. Yeah, that's that business. And then, yeah, that's its body. Sexy. Okay. Um, my notes are kind of everywhere. So back to what it's called, right? So it's in the crinkle paper. It's in, I like spilled water on this paper. So it's like extra crinkly. You know how it gets oh, like that? Oh, did you do that on purpose? <laughs> No, I didn't do it on fucking purpose. I'm just a sloppy like, I want bitch. Loud paper. Okay, so the family is sylphidae, right? So just sure. the etymology of the word. So sylphid and sylph were first seen in the 16th century, and it referred to any race of spirits which are inhabiting the air, and they're usually described as mortal but lacking a soul. Oh, 
Which just feels like someone writing about me. <laughs> I was just gonna say, it's like um, the fucking biography of Flora and Fauna. Yes. And then it's also, this is confusing, it's also related to the Latin word Silva, which means slender, graceful girl, which just seems like like it doesn't track. Oh, my God. Um, quick question. Yeah. By Sylph, do you also, is that like in the same family as Dilf and Milf? Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, I, tr- I tried. I tried, everyone. It's S-Y-L-P-H. Don't make my beetle dirty until it no, deserves to get dirty. No, that's just a fancy way of, like, saying that. Please. Please. Like, soul, I'd like to... Fuck. Or, like, uh, like... Squirmy guy? <laughs> S-G? What the hell? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's all one word. <laughs> There's a hyphen. <laughs> oh, my God. Or, like, uh, what about... Yep, keep trying. Something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're doing really good. It's probably good, right? It was just like, it just rolled off the tongue really well. See, that's why I did my pneumatic devices in the privacy of my own home and then brought them to the table <laughs> once I had completed them. I did not I do my brainstorming on air. <laughs> I didn't do my spitballing out in the open like some kind of fool. Okay. I mean, you saw the ones I like went with. You should have seen the ones that were left on the drawing room floor. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Guys, I'll get back to you. I'll get back. Um, okay. So development of this little child. So he does have holometabulous development, which basically is a metamorphosis. I don't know why that has to have some fucking hard word to say. It's just a complete metamorphosis. So they have four life stages. Are assholes. I know. So it's got egg larva, pupa, adult. It takes okay. about twenty six to fifty eight days to go from an egg to an adult. Um, okay. And the breakdown of this process is very important. Underline, 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 which I'll explain later. Okay. So um, let's say you're a little eggy and you get laid. <laughs> In two to seven days, you're going to hatch, and then okay. you're going to go through, like, three instar phases, which is, like, molting and growing and molting and whatever, and you're going to do that for 10 to 30 days, and then you're going to start pupating, where you're going to go from this, like, juvenile, immature thing to an adult, and that will take 14 to 21 days, and then you're an adult, and you only live for 12 months, so, like, you better get cracking. Um... Mating-wise, they're obviously going to mate when they're adults, but they only mate if the temperature is above 15 degrees Celsius or 60 degrees Fahrenheit. So it needs to be kind of, like, warm for them. Um, If it's under that temperature, they're going to bury themselves underground and just overwinter until it's warm again. Okay. Um, Okay, this is where it gets wicked crazy. Not really, but it's just interesting. Okay, so the males and females raise their young. So they do have parental care, which is really rare in bugs. But, interesting enough, if this is ding-ding, ring-a-ding-in anybody's brain holes, and you actually fucking listen to our other episodes about bugs, which everybody skipped, the earwig is, like, one of the other only insects that has parental care. So we've done two, like, of the weird parent bugs. Oh, that's cute. I know. Good for us. I know. Um, Okay, so... Here's how this, this shit goes. So the male is going to be, like, bebopping around town, and he's going to find a carcass. Um, okay. And then the female's bebopping around. She's going to find a carcass. 
And they're both like, whoa, look at this cool carcass. And then other males and females are going to be like, wait, look at this cool carcass. And only the biggest male and biggest female win. So they're going to compete. Both genders will compete. And then mm-hmm. the victors get the carcass and they're going to be like, hell yeah, let's take this. So um, they will either bury it there um, by just like disrupting the earth under it until it starts sinking or they will move it to another location that they prefer. So they'll get underneath of it and then like start like doing fucking just like barbell push up things. I don't exercise. I don't know what that's called. And then <laughs> they'll they'll move it. So they'll like, get on their back and just like shove it in one direction and then like crawl under it and shove it and they'll move it that way. Just kind of crazy. Okay. Um, yeah. And then they're going to move that whole thing over to where they want it to be. They're going to bury it. And then they're just, like, fucking horny. And so they're just going to bone <laughs> down right then and there. And then... We did it. We <laughs> moved and buried it. Let's get to it. Yes. And so then the female's going to just, like, make a little hole off to the side. And she's going to lay her eggies in that hole. Oh. Okay. So brood size is typically... 1 to 30. I mean, it could be, that's a pretty wide range. But on average, it's in the middle. So about 12 to 15 young on average. Um, and then this is where, okay, so there's, like I said, there's the two subfamilies. They're actually pretty different. Um, they eat different things as well and have different life goals. Um, so the one I'm talking about is the American burying beetle. So it's interesting because both of those families actually bury the carcass and it makes sense for the other subfamily, but it doesn't really make sense for the American burying beetle, at least for, like, the reasoning that I find everywhere. So they say they bury them so that there's, like, less competition from other bugs, like maggots, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, American burying beetles eat maggots. Like, that's what they eat. <laughs> so, oh. like, it's weird for them. But I guess, like, there's still other bugs coming around. Um but, like, the other subspecies, the other family doesn't eat maggots. And so they're, like, fuck the fuck off, dude. Like, if they find a carcass and it's full of maggots, like, they are, like, no, this is dumb. Um, so, I don't know. I think they just want privacy to, like, have their babies and stuff. I mean, it protects their babies, too. So that's probably the reason. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, if they have a really large carcass, so they, they generally prefer, like, small to medium size, like, birds and mice and rats. Like, that's, like, the primo carcass. If for some reason there's a huge one, like, I don't know, like a human, um, they will (laughs) do, like, communal breeding. So everyone's like, there's plenty to go around. Let's all just, like, orgy it up on this dead person. And then there's, like, a truce. Like, females won't kill each other and males won't kill each other. And everyone's just, like, having weird insect sex on your dead corpse that they found in the woods. And then once the females lay all their eggs and the larvae hatch, everybody takes turns, like, taking care of the babies. It's all just, like, hell yeah. Let's live our best oh. life together, and they'll just, like, communally care for the, the young. It's like dead guy daycare. That's beautiful. It's uh, gorgeous. What a, like, message of unity. Yeah. In but, these divisive times. <laughs> right? But, okay, so if there's, like, a small carcass and there's still competition, if, like, a pair come and defeat the previous, the prior, like, pair, they will then go underground and, like, destroy all her eggs if she had laid any and then, like, lay their own. Oh, man, that's catty. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, okay, I have a, oh my god, I'm gonna talk about diet. I'm, like I said, my notes are all over the place, so we're just gonna be bop around a little bit, but I just wanted to read this really fun quote that I found on the U.S. Fish and Wildlife website. Um, just to give you a little bit of background, it is in italics. I just feel like that sets the mood. Okay, (laughs) are you ready? All right. Yeah, I'm ready. It is a warm midsummer night. 
Two creatures find a small, dead animal and begin to bury it underground by gradually excavating soil out from under it. Once in the underground chamber, the creatures strip the fur or feathers from the carcass, roll it into a ball, and coat it with secretions, preserving it in a semi-mummified state. They mate. Later, the carcass will be food for the entire family. (gasps) I'm sorry, was that a passage from Fifty Shades of Grey? No, it's on the fucking fws.gov. Like, this is Fish and Wildlife's (laughs) website. And then it they says, have become very erotic. In it their says style. a scene from Stephen King's latest novel. Not at all. The creatures are carrion beetles, and it's like this weird thing. I don't know. That was just like a weird. I just had to read that. It was something else. It was something. Okay, so what do they eat? Right? You think they'd eat dead shit, but they actually don't. Like I said, yeah. they eat, they're eating the maggots. Um, but they will occasionally, like, chomp down on the decaying material. So they're called saprophagus, which means, like, feeding on decaying organic matter. Um, they are not super picky about, like, what stage your dead body in the woods that they found is in. They have all four stages of death, so they'll... They usually will find them fresh. They'll hang out till they're bloated. They'll have their eggs. Their eggs will hatch. And then usually, like, the juveniles will be there for the decaying and drying out phase of your dead body that they found in the forest. Oh, rad. Um, But, yeah, the primary food source of the adults is the maggots. Um, But what the parents will do is, like, chomp down on that. And then, like, the little larvae, which are just, like, I mean, they're, like, maggot-shaped, you know, a little pupa thing. They'll go and just, like, vomit dead things into their mouths to feed them. Yeah. So just, like, That's regurgitated, so rotting flesh mm-hmm. barfed into that baby's open, awaiting mouth. That's what that baby needs. It's what it needs. That's some good parenting. Um. So, yeah, and then once the larvae are kind of chowing down on their own, they're going to be eating the decaying material while the parents are still just, like, chowing down on maggots. Cool. Um, let me see. I have an arrow. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> I have an arrow. Where does it lead? It goes to four pages from now because I'm all over. Okay, so after burial, um, like that quote said, so the adults, they've buried their little dead corpse that they found. Then they're going to strip away the feathers or fur or whatever. They're going to, like, scalp the thing. And then they're going to mm-hmm. kind of just, like, form it into a ball while they're just, like, barfing and pooping these secretions onto it that, yeah, like, Excellent. basically mummify it and kind of slow down the, like, decaying, rotting process so that it's okay. still around for their babies. Um, and so they're basically taking care of their babies, but they're taking care of the carcass, too. So any kind of fungus that starts to grow or anything like that, they're going to remove it and, like... Just keep barfing on it so that it just, like, sticks around for longer. Um, and then once it's bones, they just, like, peace out. And usually by then the babies are full grown and they go do their own thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Sick, dude. And then sometimes the brood size. So, like, if the parents found, like, a really tiny shrew or something and they, like, had 30 babies or something and they're just like, oh, my God, this is too many babies. They'll just eat a couple so that there's not that many mouths to feed. Oh, Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, though. I get it. Right? Um, oh, my cats decided to start screaming. Perfect timing. Perfect. So, defense mechanisms, they have some nice coloration, um, which is kind of like a warning system. They don't really have, like, I mean, they're not in danger of, like, mammals and shit. They're actually trying to, like, make bu- other bugs fuck off. So, 
They do have some chemical defenses. Um, they just can be stinky. And they do have um, some kind of, like, irritating secretion that, like, irritates flies. So that's that. Cool. And then, of course, like, parental care. I mean, they're defending the nest. So that's kind of like a defense mechanism to kind of ensure their babies make it. Yeah, sure. Okay, so locomotion-wise, they actually walk a majority of the time, um, but they can. They do have the ability to fly some, um, some I guess, like, species of burying beetles, um, or, like, the other subfamily. Some of them don't fly at all, but the American burying beetle, I think, can. Okay. Um, and it's just because their bodies are so big and their wings are so tiny, so they've just, like, adapted out of it because there's dead shit everywhere. You don't really have to fly around to find it. So they do Not use really. their sense of smell to locate the dead stuff. Um, they can do it from a pretty long distance, and they are using, and by sense of smell, I mean, like, their antenna. So they're using chemoreceptors on their antenna to just, like, smell that broccoli cheese soup smell. And Hell yeah. So they said that they can find a dead mouse within an hour of it dying up to two miles away. So, like, that's, like, basically what my skill, I would say, at finding <laughs> dead stuff. I'm, I think so. That's, like, uh, that's like bear scent skills, yeah, right? Yeah, like, I'm on track for that. I'm a American yeah. bear beetle. So good. Um, okay, habitat-wise, they're pretty generalists. Um, they can be found, like, in a wide variety of habitats, but they seem to have a preference for grasslands. Um, but they need, like, those smaller-sized carrion, so it's kind of just, like, where the dead shit is, they are. You're not going to find them, like, where there's not small dead okay. things. Okay. Okay. And then, population-wise, so historically, they were found in 35 of the states, um, inclu- and then also uh, the District of Columbia, as well as three Canadian provinces. But... Even though they're a buggy, and usually we think of them being, like, everywhere, um, these guys are actually now down to, like, five different states and one Canadian province. And I actually okay. think that was, like, outdated. I think it's even worse than that now. Oh, no. So there's a couple of things happening. But basically, they're a critically endangered species, which is insane. Aww. Yeah. Um, wow, I Especially just... since they, like, you know... Like, make their livelihood off dead things. Like, right. Like, there's dead things everywhere. You'd think that they'd be good. Right. Okay, so they're, yeah, so they're not doing too hot. Um, mm-hmm. Here's just something dickish. Okay, so they were listed as endangered as of, like, I think 1989. Um, and, yeah, so they're critically endangered. They think that there's less than a thousand actually wild individuals. Um, in Oklahoma in 2015, there was a petition to delist them because it was affecting the oil and gas industry, which is just super cool and fun. Um, but, okay, so we want to try to save them, right? But nobody really knows why they've disappeared, like, wicked crazy. Because, yeah, like you're saying, there's dead stuff everywhere. And, um... There doesn't seem to be, like, one thing that's caused it. Like, it's just probably just us over time so um you know they think it's like maybe the widespread use of pesticide um but the huge drop off of them even happened before like all that ddt scandalous shit that killed everything so that couldn't just be it so um you know they also think too that just change in land like we're populating these areas so there's like less shit to go around and they even were thinking like um, you know, like a trickle-down effect, so like the extinction of the passenger pigeon, that might have been a big prey for them, um, and that being extinct might have decimated 
their like dead pigeon populations. <laughs> oh yeah. There's yeah, not I enough dead so. pigeons to go around. <laughs> you know what this world needs more of? Some dead pigeons. Some dead Bring them fucking pigeons. But it's like one of those things that you don't really think about when these types of problems arise is like how interconnected everything is. Like everyone thinks of the megafauna like crazy and then they forget about like you said, like the trickle down, like yeah. things going into like the oceans and streams and right. like what's going on with the insects that are like down at the bottom of things and like what's yes. happening to plant matter and like all of that is like crazy connected in ways that we don't even understand. Well, and this insanely but important bug who was like taking everything. like deceased animals and number one, getting rid of them and number two, putting like all that nutrients back into the soil and the earth and whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ugh. They're like the cleaning crew, so... Yeah. Um, okay, so there are some conservation goals, um, which okay. are creating both captive and, of course, increasing the wild populations. So they do release lab-raised populations. Um, wow, my, my fucking notes, man. Okay. <laughs> um, I also just wrote relations, okay? And then I wrote <laughs> nematodes. Okay, so... Hell yes, dude. <laughs> so, um, just like relationships with other species, these guys also have a really close parasitic relationship with nematodes. Nematodes parasite onto them and then are transmitted very easily from beetle to beetle through copulation. So they have like this nematode STD. Oh my god. Which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> That's unexpected. And then humans, remember when I said that they're like life um, metamorphosis was really important. This is because we yeah. use them in forensic pathology. So they're super important in telling when uh, your dead body that we found in the woods like ended up there. Um, so it helps determine what's called the post-mortem interval, which is time of death. Um, oh yeah, dude. It's that like CSI shit, right? Yeah, man. So they collect the beetles and collect all the insects and then determining what stage of development they're in, they can kind of determine like how long the corpse has been there. Um, for a long time, the and I think still to this day, the methods were pretty subjective in terms of determining what life stage and like the insect was at. So there was like some wiggle room, but they have been looking into more precise ways of measuring like the cranial width of the fucking bug to determine mm-hmm. its actual um, what life span, like what life section. What the fuck am I saying? It, it's in. Um, oh, okay. So. This family, the Sylphidae, because they're, like, on it, like, white on rice, they're the first beetles to come in contact with the carrion. So they actually are pretty important in, like, determining time because they're the first beetle there. So you can kind of know where they're at. But an issue with them is that they do eat maggots and they're eating fly larvae. So they are eliminating the other first colonizers of the carcass. So they can also fuck up your time interval. Um... But unlike other species of insect who are, like, coming in and, like, chowing down and then, like, dipping out, they don't, like, leave any evidence. But the sylphidae mm-hmm. do. Because remember when they had – I said they had an STD? Yeah. They, like, leave nematodes everywhere they go. So <gasps> no. forensic pathologists will, like, find your dead body in the woods and they'll be like, oh, my God, there's nematodes. Like, these beetles, like, rub their groin on you and you have, like, this beetle STD now. <laughs> I mean oh. – 
same. Yeah. So um, that's kind of funny because they just find all these like parasitic mites and like nematodes. And then, but that's still helpful because they know like, okay, they've come and gone. Like this has been here out for, for like a while. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to conservation status because that was just like a tangent. So there's, that's like right. I said, like there's um, the conservation plan which was made, mm-hmm. was to both, like, repopulate them and also create, like, you know, populations in human care. Right? Sure. So yeah. there's a couple of zoos, actually, that are, like, leading the charge because they're in those areas where they were previously found. So the St. Louis okay. Zoo has the Center for American Burying Beetle Conservation, which is, like, very specific. There it is. <laughs> Um, and okay. they breed American burying beetles on campus, on site. And then they reintroduce the beetles to southwest Missouri, where they were supposed to be found. So they're oh, doing cool. really awesome stuff. They reintroduce them, and then they still they monitor them and study them. And, of course, they're studying them while they have them, too. Um, they right. also, like, there's an SSP. So there's a Species Survival Plan for the American burying beetle and a stud Hell book. Yeah. And the St. Louis Zoo maintains the stud book, which is crazy. Oh, nice. Good job, guys. Yeah. And in 2017, AZA, the American Associate... What? The Associate... What? (laughs) I just... Uh, I just died. (laughs) You okay? Yeah. The Association of Zoos and Aquariums. I was thinking, like, AZAC, (laughs) and then it just, like, (laughs) it got me. I heard it, and he kept stopping. I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) No, 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 that's not it. <laughs> okay, so AZA, the Association of Zoos and Aquariums, awarded St. Louis Zoo in 2017 with the North American Conservation Award of Significant Achievements for their work oh, with yes. the American Burying Beetle. So they're, like, kicking ass. That's awesome, yeah. Um, They also had this, like, really funny little article. It was it had this really cute picture of a burying beetle with a little fucking radio transmitter on its back. So Aww. some researchers were coming in and, like, studying the like, captive population to determine if they could, like, still fly and get around with these radio transmitters. So they put one on an American burying beetle, which the guy said was basically, like, a 100-pound person wearing a 30-pound backpack. And the little beetle, like, got airborne, and then it was, like, crashed. So that's, like, back on the drawing board. (laughs) Oh, no. It's like they sent him off to school with too many books. Yes, and he's like, it's too big. I can't. On a side note, every time that I shift my animals out onto their habitat for the day, I always say, have a good day at school. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because it's like they're going to school. They're, like, out there and they're, like, learning stuff about their species and they're, like, hanging out with each other and they're doing stuff. And I'm just like, oh, how was your day at school? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's pretty good. Um, And then, yeah, lastly, just uh, also the Cincinnati Zoo is also doing um, captive breeding of the American barrier beetle as well as reproducing them. Hell yes. So two zoos just like right in the center there of their um, like original population doing that work. Nice job, everyone. Saving the beetle. Great. And that's the thing is like most people don't even know this thing exists. So like shout out to these places for being like, not only do they exist, but we're trying to save them. Yeah. They're motherfucking critically endangered. And we need them because they let us know how long your dead body was in the woods. Meanwhile, people are like, but where are the elephants? Not that I'm shitting on elephants, but like at the same time, guys, there's more to life than elephants. Yeah, dude. There's this like weird kick-ass dead beetle. This thing is 
wicked crazy. Definitely check out. I mean, we'll post pictures like we always do. Um, mm-hmm. But there's pictures of them with their STD. They got mites all over their fucking body. There's pictures of them eating a fucking possum. There's pictures of them with, like, their fucking little rat in a hole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I watched this little video of the Cincinnati Zoo. And they used, like, post diggers to, like, dig a hole, right, in the ground. A little circular yeah, hole. Yeah, And then they put a dead rat in there. And then they put two beetles in <laughs> and just, like, buried them. <laughs> They're just like, here you Good go. Luck. Enjoy your honeymoon. Have fun at school. <laughs> Set up for fucking success. Am I right? I've just, like, imagine someone is watching that who doesn't know what's going on. They're like, what the? What, what the, the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> it's like somebody like bringing me home and like taking care of me and then like putting in me in my room and like giving me a plate of Taco Bell and then just like <laughs> shutting the door. <laughs> or better yet, just like <laughs> carrying you home, throwing you in bed, throwing some chicken strips in, and <laughs> covering you with blankets. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Here it is. Save your species. That's- Bye so funny oh my gosh and i'm sure those beetles are like thank you yeah we appreciate it amazing so not only is this the dancing queen it's also reminds me a lot of like a serial killer because they get so wicked turned on by death Mm -hmm. (laughs) that they just like bone down on a dead body and then they just like barf from their baby's mouths and i don't know Live for 12 months. Like, talk about live fast, fucking die young. Seriously. Uh, little known fact, that's actually the meaning behind every ABBA song they ever created. <sighs> yeah. Was just, like, getting super excited about death and just, like, vomiting corpses into your baby's mouths. I love it. Makes People me want to get up like, and dance. Yeah, right? People thought it was just, like, dancing, having a good time, enjoying your youth, enjoying the sunshine. Mm-mm. I mean, there was that whole Broadway musical about it. People... Going in flocks to see, but actually, there's a subplot that none of us were aware of. Yeah, they just don't even know. This is Flora and Fauna's Conspiracy Hour. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, And I think uh, repopulation efforts have been, like, working out really well, FYI. Um, They... Oh, I wish I had written it down. It's like Rhode Island or Michigan or some shit. They they actually do have, like, a totally re-released, like, thriving population. Um... And they can set out, like, live traps and, like, collect them and just see how many they get, which, of oh, course, yes. isn't all of them, but it gives them an indicator for, like, how many are around, and then they can release them, like, still alive. Um, yeah. And can count how many are, like, in an area and stuff to determine the overall population size. So, um, yeah, they know that, like, this is working, re-releasing them and putting them in their little glory hole. <laughs> Hell yes. Uh, question. Did you ever in any of your labs in college have to do that thing where you, like, count, like, a massive number of things and you just, like, count a small square of them? And yes. And by the number of squares? Okay. Because, like, that's how they do surveys, right? Yes. Types of animals? Like, They're... just on, like, a grander scale? Yeah. So there's, like, a million elk in a field and you take, like, a square and you only count those elk in that little square and then you, yes. like, multiply it by all the squares and you're like, that's how many elk I have. <laughs> Yeah, we did that in, like, one of my evolution labs or something for, like, fruit flies, and there were, like, a trillion fruit flies in this little box, and they're just like, just count this one square. And I was so overwhelmed by this assignment, because I was just like, but there are so many! How am I going to count them? And they all keep moving. Right. And they're just like, no, just, like, count this one square. And I was like, that doesn't seem like it's very accurate, though. (laughs) But it do be. It do be. It ended up being just fine. I just need to have faith in the system. 
You just gotta have faith crazy. in population statistics. It was crazy. I just like could not wrap my head around it though. Which is probably why I did not go into field science. <laughs> I mean maybe. It's too rich for my blood. <laughs> it's too much counting. I hate this shit. I can't handle it. Everyone's moving. <laughs> I can't keep track. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh my god but like that's my day every day is like keeping track of all the animals that move around and trying to like I know. herd them into the place that i want them to be i literally count my animals like 17 times by the end of the day because i'm just like did i miss one how many am i supposed to have in here uh. oh my god seriously and like we have um a double check for the animals that i work with because they're dangerous animals and so like you always have to have two people count them before you like enter different areas and stuff which is great for safety but at the same time there are days where I'll be in the middle of counting, and I'll be like, wait, have I just forgotten that there's this, like, mystery 11th animal that lives in this group this whole time? And I've just, like, blocked it from my mind, and they're still out there? Oh, my God! Anywho, (laughs) those are the problems of someone with a broken brain. Like me. And me. And you. And us. And and us. Oh, that was cute. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's all I have about the American Burying Beetle. So, thank you to our patron. Oh, maybe I'll give them a shout-out. Let me patron dot com patron dot com that doesn't work were there were there any beetles in media oh you know i didn't even look i'm gonna guess no i mean there's plenty of bugs but like i don't know if there's a (laughs) lot of plenty of bugs (laughs) i just don't know if there's like a cartoon about like this one eating dead shit like i doubt that made it to aquanauts or whatever the fuck that show is that we watch okay um i mean you never know there's that death head hawk moth yeah, but that, that was... That was also in Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> yes. so... I, yeah, I get it. Okay, this was Never? Carolyn P. So thank you, Caroline P., oh, for yeah. your suggestion. Thank you so much. It was very good. American. I love learning about insects. I think they're so Beetle. interesting. Beetle. And also, clearly, I don't know what they are, because I thought a snail was one. <laughs> oh my fucking god. I forgot about that. Amazing. Did you ever post that? Or uh, did you just say we were no, going I... to? No, I... I posted that on Patreon, I'm pretty sure. Oh, Or maybe right. it was the whole internet. I don't remember. Shamed me. I deserved it. Public shaming. Here's the thing. I think I said this before, but, like, I taught a whole unit in college about insects, so, like, I should know this. And mollusks. But I clearly forgot everything that came out of my mouth before. I just, I, that's the thing, today. is, like, I did learn it. I swear to John that I, like, graduated with a degree and, like, got yeah. A's. But, like, now I'm old, my knees hurt, and my brain is a fart. Yeah, I couldn't tell you 99% of what I learned. Yet I cannot get mitochondria as a powerhouse of the cell out of my brain, no matter what I do. Mm-mm. And that was all the way back in middle school. It's insane. It's a conspiracy. It's for you. It's a conspiracy. We can only talk... No, we can only tackle one major conspiracy per episode. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Abba was it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you everybody for joining us. No, no, I no, hope no, no, you no. Hit, hit, enjoyed wait, learning. Wait, wait, what? Hit me with that TLDL. Oh, you know I fucking always forget. I was just talking about how I always I forget stuff and then I forgot. <laughs> I me... can't believe you gave me such a disdainful what. You were just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> fucking what? As okay. if, like, my interruption was, like, a crime against humanity. It was. Okay, Jeez. so, um, Keeper Chat ordered five grimy souls. It's Animal, Arthropod, Insect, Coleopterus, Sylphidae, Nicrophorus, Americanus. This is the American Bearing Beetle. It is a beetle. It has the shape of a beetle of its body. Yes. 
It's black. It has oh, yes. orange splotches on its wing covers and behind its head and on its face and on its antenna. And it's very distinctive and it's quite large. It has six legs. It finds dead shit, has sex on that shit, buries that shit, lays its eggs next to that dead shit, and then eats that and barfs it into its baby's mouth while also eating maggots. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, they're one of the few bugs that actually do parental care. The other one is earwig, which you did an episode on, which you should listen because it's actually really good and people think it's gross. And it's not gross because earwigs aren't that gross. They have nothing to do with ears. And you would know that if you listened. Um, you should listen to it. It's a good episode. It is. I did that like really cool thing when I was editing it. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. They're critically endangered. Ta-da! We are um, oh. <laughs> currently working on bringing them in human care and then re-releasing them into their original range. And so far, so good. But we still don't know exactly what killed them, so it might just happen again. So, forensic entomology and forensic pathology yes. use these bugs to determine time of death. And that's all. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> cool. We got there at the end. Oh my god. Um, okay. So thank you for listening. We are Keeper Chat. We have a Patreon and an Instagram and a Twitter and an email, which is keeperchat at gmail.com. You can just Google it, you can find everything. Thank you for interacting we with us Facebook. on the internet. We have a Facebook. Um, we hear from at least one of you every day, and it's like the greatest shit. We have Keeper Chat Grime Time, we have our own Facebook group. Um, thank you for the emails and the questions and the love. We always respond, if not on a Q and D. Yes then we respond um, to you. And thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Tell your grandmother. Tell someone tell, about tell bugs. Tell your grandma's friends. Tell them about bugs. Go find them and be like, hey, guys, have you heard about bugs? Hey, have you heard the word? It is that bugs get turned on by dead things. Hey, guys, have you heard the good bug word? <laughs> I'm here to tell you. I'm here to share it with you. Um, and then also, if you're not friends with us on Facebook, or you don't have a Facebook, or whatever, we did get an email asking us about the interview questions that I have just, like, hoarded over the, like, my entire career, where I've failed 7,000 interviews. Um, yeah. So I posted them, and then just an FYI, it's not failing, it's just practice. So if you're interested in getting into the animal industry, yes. there's, like, this mega thread, and people are posting questions that they've been asked to. Um, so that's really cool and helpful, hopefully, to some of you. I don't know. If nothing else, you can see some of the weird things have been asked. Some of it is kind of weird, but. Oh, I am going to throw something out there. So just due to the logistics of us being a page and us as Flora and Fonity, our identity, Flora and Fonity is what I just said. <laughs> Flora and Fauna, our identities are like kind of a secret. Um, I feel like this would help out a lot of people, and I know there are a bunch of, like, Facebook groups that we are a part of, but us Keeper Chat being a page, we can't actually share that in another group. So, if you guys think that would be helpful for people, feel free to share it in that group. Um, we just personally are physically unable to. Yeah. <laughs> is and what I've I'm trying to say. And I, like, would you stop. agree? Yeah, yeah, and I literally stalk all of you and everything you do on the internet, and I've seen a couple people posting about us in, like, the zookeeper groups and in, like, the meme groups, yeah. and yeah, we super appreciate it because, yeah, we physically can't, so just, like, share yeah. the good word, um, 
It's funny because, yeah. like, every time it happens, Flora and I will, like, take a snapshot and, and send, send it to it each other. We're like, <laughs> like oh someone did it! Yeah. And then we just, like, geek out. Yeah. So, anywho. Um, but, yeah, if you guys think it would be helpful, feel free to share it. That's why we make this stuff is so that if you guys like it and you want to share it, you can. Yes. Cool. And, yeah, you should join um, Patreon this month. It'd be a good month because I'm – we're – yeah, we're going to do something. I'm going to do something that everyone's been asking me to do, us to do. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yes. So check out Valentine's Day. It's going to be a good one. And also we're just going to drop. a good one. <laughs> we're just going to drop a couple extra stuff too because we just want to reward our patrons for being awesome. So they're going to get basically like three months worth of bonus in one month because why not? Yeah, we love them. They are the best. Literally the best. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's all. Bye. Uh oh, uh oh. Okay, um, 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 smell you later. There it is. Bye. Bye. Bye.